This is Truth Pop, connecting Christ into culture. Hey, it's Jake and Kathy with you today, otherwise known as Cake. We are that young adult married couple connecting the faith and pop culture. Yes, we're here to facilitate your spiritual pop culture experience. Just in case you've ever felt like, hey, you know, how do I be a young Catholic? In this world that's like immersed with like so much pop culture, so much music, so many movies, like, you know, how do I like remain grounded in my faith and yet still consume all this media? That's why we're here because Mm -hmm. we want to combine the two together. So we talk about the music that's like popular nowadays and we look into it a little deeper than most people would. So we're going to take a shot at that today with actually a country song because Uh, This particular country song is really high up in the charts, right, Kathy? Yeah, it's called Burning Man by Dirks Bentley and Brothers Osborne. It actually hit number two on the country chart and number 45 on the Billboard Top 100. So it's a pretty big country song. If you find yourself listening to a lot of country, chances are you've heard of the song or you've at least heard of Dirks Bentley and or Brothers Osborne. Uh, We wanted to talk about this song because... Kathy, you love the the melody, first mm-hmm. of all. And you yeah. really turned me on to this song because I listen to a lot of country myself, but this was one that I, I wasn't really paying much attention to until you kind of got me more focused on it. Yeah, so it came out on May 31st, 2018. And in January of 2019, it has sold over 125,000 copies. So it's pretty popular. And so let's start out by looking at the lyrics first. Once again, the name of the song is Burning Man, which when I first heard the song, I immediately thought of the Burning Man Festival. You know, there's a lot of those like big cult followings for some of those like big music festivals out there like Coachella. I think Burning Man would be another example of that. But uh, as far as I can tell, this particular song, Burning Man, doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the festival, which at first I thought it did. I think it's a reference it could be a reference to that, but yeah, I think yeah. there there's certainly a, a different meaning to this song, which we'll get into in just a little bit. But first, let's start with the lyric. Half your life you struggle. That's the first line in this song. And I don't know about you, but it seems like a lot of country songs out there have more to do with relationships or, you know, like some type of like marriage that might mm-hmm. be on the rocks or something. But uh, this strikes me as a song that's about something different than yeah. a relationship. It's more about the personal quest to achieve greatness, mm-hmm. I think you can mm-hmm. say so. Yeah, that's the first line. Half your life you struggle. Then it goes on to say, half your life you fly. Half your life making trouble. Half your life making it right. One day I'm the exception. Most days I'm just like most. Some days I'm headed in the right direction. Some days I ain't even close. So yeah. It sounds like just describing his life, he's saying mm-hmm. like half the time he's doing great doing what he's supposed to and then other half of life he's really struggling with with whatever and he's not he's not headed towards the right path so he kind of sets it up in that way Mm -hmm. and then um the chorus happens right after that saying i'm a little bit steady but still a little bit rolling stone i'm not sure if that's a reference to the band the rolling stone i mean i took it as that right away but you said that you saw kind of a different well like he's comparing being steady to rolling stone so I guess maybe like kind of being a little shaky on unsteady ground. Then he goes on to say, I'm a little bit heaven, but still a little bit flesh and bone. It's interesting that he says he's he's a little bit heaven. Like 
we think of it as a place, but he's mm-hmm. calling himself a little bit of heaven. Kind of like categorizing yeah, himself that's interesting. as, you know, one could say, well. Holy, maybe. Person. Maybe holy. he's saying holy. And then he says, um, little found, little don't know where I am. I'm a little bit holy water, but still a little bit burning man. So again, he says, I'm a little bit holy water. So again, he's using mm-hmm. that that holy reference, but he's calling himself holy water. On the contrary, I'm also a burning man. So I kind of think of a little bit of heaven versus hell, mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. burning man, like, you know, headed towards hell and like, but also at the same time headed towards heaven. Like yeah. he's kind of saying like, his life is a little bit of a contradiction. Like sometimes he's he's doing what God wants him to do. He's he's being a good person, and then sometimes he's you know not doing what he's supposed to do. Maybe his life is affected by sin or something. Yeah, and I think it's something we can relate to because when we take a look again at the first part of the uh, song, he says, "One day I'm the exception. Most days I'm just like most." And can't we all relate to that? Where mm-hmm. some days we feel like. Yeah, we've like literally gotten all figured mm-hmm. out and yeah. we feel like we're on top of the world and we feel like nothing can go wrong. And then the next day it's a 180. We're like, wait, why did I think mm-hmm. that I was so yeah. special? And yeah. I, you, you start to feel just like everyone else. So And like you have like a really bad day and things just keep happening to yeah. you and yeah. bad just keeps on building on each other and it just turns into a just really mm-hmm. just terrible day. And then like you get down, beaten down by the world. So it's something we can all relate to. And I think that he, and I, I shouldn't say he because the songwriters are Bobby Pinson and Luke Dick. Uh, but uh, I, I think he's still looking at his own personal life and can find a lot in this song as well. Uh, so he goes on to say, I always loved the highway. I just don't run it as fast. This is actually Brothers Osborne singing this part. Okay, good to know. Yeah. And then uh, they go on to say, I still go wherever the wind blows me, but I always find my way back. I still don't get it right sometimes. I just don't get it as wrong. I still go a little bit crazy sometimes. Yeah, but now I don't stay near as long. So That's interesting. Those lyrics um, kind of have a little bit of a different tone. Mm-hmm. It actually goes back to why Dirk Bentley accepted this song. Because actually, Luke Dick, one of the writers of the song, he says this is a song about wanting to kind of wander around the world, mm-hmm. be out in the world. Um, but it's also the desire to be grounded. And that's the reason why Dirks Bentley accepted this song, because he felt an immediate connection. Um, and he said that he could identify as being a father, but also a touring musician. When I'm hearing this phrase sung by Brothers Osborne, babe, I'm sort of thinking about the fact that there's admission that there's a little bit more, I guess you could say, self-improvement, mm-hmm. where he's saying, look, I... I'm not perfect, but I'm better than I used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And, and it, it, it kind of sounds like, <laughs> I don't know if you can relate to this at all, but there's so many things that we've done in college or high school where we just would not allow ourselves to do uh-huh. now that we're out of school. Yeah. You know, yeah. now that we're, you know, in the the real working world. More mature now. Yeah, we can't live like the college student just like watching Netflix all day. I don't know, babe, if that's what you did in college, yeah. but I kind of did. Well, I definitely did. And I'm not saying that like we can excuse ourselves in sin in college or high school. I'm not saying that we can allow ourselves to do that, but I think there is that sense that there is a little bit more maturity that's expected when you're out into the real world. And that's what I think of when I hear that particular paragraph. He says, I always love the highway. I just don't run it as fast. So mm. he's realizing, all right, I got to start maturing here. I got to start caring about my family, caring like about my significant down. other, and just yeah. settling down. Yeah. And again, I, I one thing I really do like about the song is that it's just so relatable. It, and I think it's it's really, 
it reflects what every single person is going through to some degree or mm-hmm. another. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it kind of reminds me of being a work in progress. This is the, I think this is the lead up then, sort of the bridge. Maybe I'll go to the desert, find myself in the Joshua Tree, which is in California. Mm. Yeah, it's like the, obviously one of U2's albums, but it is like, I think, a national park in California. If we pass in the night, then just hand me a light. Tell me you burned just like me. So what's that saying? Yeah, what does that mean? What do you think? All right. So he says, just hand me a light and tell me you burned just like me. Is he saying that? I I think he wants to to hear that he's not the only one who's struggling Mm. with, you know, trying to get it right. He wants to hear from someone else saying, look, I'm struggling too. I'm not all I'm cracked up to be. I'm Mm -hmm. not all this. I'm not this perfect person either. It sounds like he, he wants that affirmation from someone else that they're struggling to. Right. I don't like that he, obviously it's the, the, the name of the song burning man, but that last line, it makes me feel a little sad when he says, and tell me you burned just like me saying burn. That makes it sound like he's hellbound. Mm, yeah. And that makes yeah. me a little nervous hearing that. And we don't have to go into too much discussion on that right now, but I'm just throwing that out that it almost makes it seems like, it's already done. Like, he's already held up well, yeah, rather than it says, in progress. It says burned, like, right. past tense. You burned right. just like me. So maybe he meant, like, you crash and burned. Like, you mm-hmm. messed up just like me. Maybe he yeah. doesn't mean, That's like, he's necessarily headed towards hell because it's in past tense. Mm-hmm. But he definitely does imply that he's a burning man. And that, that does imply to me that he's headed towards hell. Which hopefully is not the case. I think that we can all recognize that we're sinners and we have to recognize we're sinners, but we have to also realize that we're redeemed and we are in the process of being redeemed because of Jesus. So then, you know, I I think we're wrapped up with the lyrics here. So let's get into this discussion a little bit more then. What's the song really trying to say, babe? And do you think he is talking about our need for salvation or do you think he's celebrating sin saying, I'm not there now, and I'm never really going to be, so let's just celebrate until we're hellbound. What do you think he's trying to say? Yeah, I think that he is putting too much um, emphasis on his on the flesh. I yeah. think he recognizes that he has a spirit and that he's slowly starting to become good or mm-hmm. settling down in, in a good way and doing what he's supposed to do. But I think... I think a part of him is celebrating the fact that he still messes up and he kind of rejoices a little bit. Maybe he's not happy about it, but mm-hmm. he's like, well, yeah, I'm just going to mess up anyway. So yeah, that that's okay. Like it's going to happen, whatever. So it seems like he just doesn't offer a solution. Like he just points out that he messes up a lot, but he's also getting it right too. And he's just kind of saying like, this is just how it is. Well, I think we have to make this distinction right away that this is truly a paradox. And Mm -hmm. I think this is where Catholicism fits it perfectly because Mm -hmm. uh, Catholicism, and I could give you so many examples, but Catholicism does such a great job of saying, yes, but. Mm -hmm. So one example, yes, I'm a sinner, but that doesn't mean I can go out and do whatever I want because I am guilty of what would be called the sin of presumption. Mm. You know, when you say, well, I'm just going to sin now and confess it later Mm -hmm. and God will forgive me. No. That's wrong because then we're presuming God's mercy. Mm-hmm. So here's where we, I think, have to stand as Catholics saying, yes, I'm a sinner. Yes, I am broken. But Jesus is the solution. Yeah. And and so when we go in on that frame of mind saying, 
all right, right now, and I am probably going to keep sinning, but I'm also going to keep trying. Yeah. So that's the paradox that I think we have to focus on here. But one thing that I really do like about this song, because it leads to the discussion of the fact that life isn't black and white. It isn't. You know, it's not like the Marvel superhero uh, Avenger type of character where I'm the good guy, Mm -hmm. you're the bad guy, and it's going to stay like that. Right. I think he's right. Like, all of us are a little bit good. And a little bit bad. Yeah, we all have that potential for great good, Mm -hmm. and then we all have that potential for great evil. And sometimes, no matter how hard we try, it seems like we just keep falling down. Yeah. But that isn't reason for us to give up, as we said. That's not reason for us to just say that all hope is lost. Because on the other side of presumption is despair, saying, well, all hope is lost. Mm, No, mm -hmm. we got to be in the middle. We got to see that hope in it all. That Jesus, because of his death and resurrection on the cross, he gives us the opportunity to embrace that passion that he went through. You know, to submit to that grace that he's giving us to participate in that grace so that we can one day become redeemed. Just like Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, this this is hardcore theology, I know. But, uh, Kathy, you and I, all, all, we always talk about, like, you know, what does it mean to, you know, rely on faith and good works? Mm-hmm. Because that's what Catholicism is about. Like, we say, yeah. you know, in order to get to heaven, it's not just faith. It's also good works. Right. But we can't, like, necessarily just assume that we can do the good works on our own because we're going to crash and fall. Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. I think what Dirk Bentley's singing yeah. about there and Brothers yeah. Osborne, like... We can't do it on our own. Right. So I haven't figured it out myself. Like the whole idea of justification. I think it's a little bit of both. It like, is a little bit of both. Are we participating yeah. in that grace that Jesus is trying to give us? We can talk about this more down the road, babe. Uh, the whole idea of like grace and good works. But I think it, it, it kind of starts that discussion. It does. A little yeah. bit more. And the way I see it is like we're kind of like the vines of Christ. And and. The closer we get to God, the more that we bear good mm-hmm. fruit. Yeah. And what well, good fruits, I guess you could call it good works. And so a vine doesn't just think about, oh, I'm going to have grapes now. And then all of a sudden it has grapes. It just naturally flows from mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. the closer we get to God, the more good works will just flow from us. But we just have to allow that yeah. to happen. Yeah. Is it kind of a matter then of like the person who likes to go sun bathing, you mm-hmm. know, like in the summertime you're at the beach and you lay out in the sun and then, well, because you are saying you're making that decision to lay out in the sun. Well, then the sun naturally, the, the rays naturally come down and give you darker skin. Yeah. So is it a little bit of both then where that ties into saying, okay, I am going to respond and say yes to God's grace, just like Mary did. In yeah. the Annunciation, saying yeah. yes to God's will. And therefore, because of our yes, God is giving us the grace to become his holy servant. Exactly. His holy disciple. Yeah. So it would be the opposite, I guess, to just go get the spray tan, you know, to yeah, make it that's look a fake like we're tan. Holy. Yeah. But it's not, the, the it's fruit's not, real. not really there. Mm-mm. So, yeah. So, okay. Are we really burning with the Holy Spirit or are we really hellbound towards you know, eternal damnation. That's the question then. Uh, So this is, I don't know if there's any classic movie fans, but the movie Casablanca, I really like. And maybe we have to watch this. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, we got to watch it. One of the things I love about Casablanca is that it goes back to what I was saying earlier, that there's not the the, uh, token bad guy, the token good guy. There's a little bit of both in each character. Mm -hmm. And I love the movie's use of shadows and light because sometimes the characters are in, you know, the 
the light. You know, sometimes it shows them in the spotlight. Other times there's a lot of darkness around them. Mm-hmm. And and that brings about a lot of cool use of shadows. And, and I wonder if, like, that was an intentional thing to show that sometimes we're in the light and sometimes we're not. Yeah. Sometimes we're getting it right. Other times we're not. Like, some days we wake up and we're not able to say yes to God's will because maybe we're not responding to that grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other times... We are saying yes to God's grace. And I think that sin really does blind us mm-hmm. to not say yes to God's grace. I think that's really what could block God's grace. Yeah. When yeah. when we continue to choose sin, and that prevents us from allowing God to come into our lives. Yeah, it's like blocking what God mm-hmm. could otherwise be giving to us. Yeah. It makes me also, babe, think of uh, some Bible verses. Matthew twenty six forty one. When Jesus actually quotes this in the Garden of Gethsemane the night before uh, he's going to die, and he says to his disciples who are falling asleep, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yeah, I think this re- that really can relate to this song. Like, our spirit is willing. We, we want to be good. We want to be holy, yet our flesh sometimes doesn't allow us to. Yeah, Yeah, and I think it it connects to the idea of that we all have this thing called concupiscence. It's a big word. Yeah. (laughs) Concupiscence. Concupiscence. So concupiscence is basically this strong proclivity to sin. It's rooted in the fall of Adam and Eve. And Jesus didn't have concupiscence and neither did Mary. Mm -hmm. And they were without sin. Yeah. So, yeah. but every other human being has concupiscence. So we have this proclivity to fail and to sin and our intentions might be good, but it's, it's just so hard for us to, to do God's will all the time. Right. 100% of the time. Exactly. Cause we have this thing inside of, of us and we can't help it sometimes. So in a way, like it's, it's not our fault, but it is our fault cause we can choose it. Right. It's really a mystery. I yeah, think. yeah. You know, St. Paul said in uh, his letter to the Galatians, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. Mm. They're in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. He's setting up that, I think, that really dynamic battle between the flesh and the spirit. Yeah. But, okay, here's where I'm taking a little bit more issue with this song, babe, because he refers to the flesh in this song, right? Yeah, and, he says, I'm a little bit heaven, but still a little bit flesh and bone. So is he saying then that the, the heaven is basically labeling himself in a holy way? Yeah. His holy tend- his tendency yeah. towards good and right. holiness. Right, his spiritual sense. Right. But the flesh and bone would be related to his concupiscence. concupiscence, his sinful self. But it's making me ask the question then, all right, like the flesh and bone, is it really evil in it of itself? Because this is where I, I, I'm, st- I'm starting to wonder if maybe the flesh is the same thing as concupiscence. Like our flesh, like when people say my flesh is, is weak, but the spirit's willing. Well, is that then that's relating to concupiscence. But maybe we should say there's a difference between the flesh and concupiscence. I think there is. Well, the Catholic Church doesn't say that the body is evil. Well, the Catholic Church actually says that the body is holy. I think there's a quote in the catechism. Yeah, yeah. I think if you look at 362 to 366, I'm not going to read all of it, but it talks about how the Catholic Church teaches that the body and soul are actually one. They're Mm, united. Yeah. It starts to get a little puritanical, and it makes me wonder if this song <laughs> is is 
drawing that puritanical idea that the body is evil mm. but the holy part is you know the heaven the, the yeah. soul right but no the, the church says body and soul are truly one in paragraph 362 it says the human person created in the image of god is it being at once corporal and spiritual body and spirit mm. so the biblical account expresses this reality in symbolic language when it affirms that the lord god formed man of dust from the ground and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. Man became a living being. So the body and soul are united. 364 says the human body shares in the dignity of the image of God. It's the human body precisely because it's animated by a spiritual soul. And it's the whole human person that's intended to become, in the body of Christ, a temple of the spirit. You know, God literally became man. He yeah. came down on earth to become one of us. Well, well, how I think the body to be evil then? Yeah, I you think know? that proves that the body's not evil because Jesus had a body and Mary had a body and they were without sin. And so it's our bodies are actually holy because they're a temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think about the sacraments of the Catholic Church yeah. and how we use physical representations during the sacraments. We like use bread. we yeah. use water um, and oil for baptism. We use bread for the Eucharist during Holy Communion. God made us this way. God gave us a body. He wanted us this way. He made us in his image. So therefore, he comes and meets us where we're at to provide these um, gifts for us to get closer to him. And I'm going to read 363 too. I think it's important to mention that the church says the soul also refers to the innermost aspect of man. That is which it's the greatest value in him and that by which he's the most essential in God's image. The soul is the deepest part of our sense, but that doesn't. That doesn't make the body any less worthy. The soul is our innermost being that was there even before we were produced. Yeah. And that's really cool to think about. And I think a lot of people forget about that we have a soul because I think it's really easy to live in this physical world. And I think it's so easy to just forget about our spiritual aspect and our soul, but that's really, that's our biggest treasure is our soul. And that I think brings forth our will that gives us our ability to choose good and evil and what we will to do Mm -hmm. and our daily actions, what we choose. It makes me also think babe of how, you know, the church says that even when we get to heaven, our bodies are still going to be there. It's not just going to be our soul. Hmm, it's going to yeah. be our human bodies in perfect form. Yeah. I don't know if this is true. Sometimes people say that we're all going to be, you know, our best looking selves that we were on <laughs> earth. Some say that's 33 because that's when Jesus died. I don't know. That's that's part of it, I think, is just what some people say. Um, I've heard like 21. 21. Well, okay, <laughs> think back to your shining self. Whatever you think you look best in when you take your selfie, whatever age produced the best <laughs> selfies maybe that'll be in heaven but um but no again it just points to the fact that our bodies are loved and they are good but the soul is what animates the body to do good so that's why again going back to what Dirk Spentley is singing about we don't have to be destined to go to hell because yes we have that proclivity to sin yes we get it wrong sometimes yes we fail but thanks to the sacraments we have the ability God is giving us that grace to start again. Mm-hmm. We have that ability to conform the spirit with the body, to be in perfect unity with God's will. Yeah. Father Mike Aitley says that holiness is essentially when God's will and my will coincide. Mm-hmm. You know, I know this is getting like really heady, but I think it shows that we can get to this place on earth where, you know, yeah, there's sin, there's temptation, but we're still choosing God over that temptation. Yeah. 
That's not an impossibility because the more we conform our will with God's will, the more our soul is united with God. And I think there is something to say that we will fail even though we do we do choose God and we continue to go closer to him. I think we are bound to fail, but that's what makes confession so beautiful because we have that sacrament where we can go to priests who literally is Jesus to us during that moment and forgives our sins. Jesus forgives our sins in that sacrament and, and we're made new again. And it's, it's just a continuous trusting. We're continuously Every day we choose God and every day because of concupiscence, we're going to fall down. But that's okay because we have these sacraments that help us. And I think it also goes back to that analogy about the vine I was telling you about. The closer you get to God, the more you will be produce that good fruit that God wants you to produce. And so the more good works you will do because God calls you to and you say yes to them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of it's trust. At the end of the day, baby, you remind me of this, that we can't rely on our good works, you know, to its utmost ability to get us. Exactly. Yes, we do need good works, but we have to trust that God is using us. He's using our good works for something greater than ourselves. Right. We don't know for sure where we are on our road, you know, and I think that that's that's a difficult thing. I think that is one part of theology that separates us from other denominations is that in Catholics, Catholics don't necessarily say our salvation to heaven is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily know where we are specifically on the path right now, but we have yeah, to trust. We just trust. Trust yeah. that God's uh, salvation, that his grace is greater than our sins, greater than our feelings. And if we're submitting to God every day, we can have that hope that we're destined towards heaven. We don't have to give up and say it's too hard. It's not worth it. God's not going to trick us. He, it's not like he wants us to be in hell. He wants nothing more than for us to be in heaven. So trust is key. And I also think humility is key. So being humble, because I think God does, he doesn't sometimes want us to see how holy we will become, because that might give us a sense of pride and we'd be like, wow, look at how holy I am. And, you know, he wants us to just trust in him that, that we are becoming holy. As long as we continuously submit to him every day and trust in him, we just trust that he's helping us become holy, but we might not see it ourselves. Mm Yeah, it's like you look down and you may not even realize how suntan you are until someone else points it out. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and it also just goes back to that that childlike trust. And mm-hmm. like you, mm-hmm. you were saying, um, that we just continuously trust him, that, that he's guiding us on the right path. All right, so Burning Man from Dirk Bentley and Brothers Osborne. Uh, as we wrap up this conversation, babe, let's uh, determine our truth pop points. So how many... Truth pop points are you going to give the song? All right. Well, since he goes 50-50 on good and evil, I'm going to go 50-50 on him and give him a five. Oh, fitty-fitty, huh? <laughs> All right. All right. So I'm going to give it a six. Nice, nice. Uh, I don't necessarily... I'm not convinced that he is glorifying sin mm-hmm. in this song. It makes mm-hmm. me question if he is, but I think that there's a lot of the song that is pointing towards heaven. Yeah. You know? There, yes. I, you're right. You're it right. It does seem like... Yeah. The person's struggling a lot, but there's still a part of them that wants to be in heaven. Um, but again, you know, we can't give in to despair. We can't give in to presumption. We have to right. give in to trust. So yeah. I think this song, you could take it a lot of different ways. So I'm going to give it a six. Well, and I do really like the beat of it. Like even the the tune yes. kind of has that push and pull mm-hmm. 
that war. melody. It's kind of like tug of war. Yeah, like just it makes you want to kind of move back and forth in your seat. <laughs> and it's just, it, it really is catchy. So I don't know. I do really like the catchy part of it, but the lyrics, I'm going to give a five. It really does have that Southern rock vibe. It does. So, yeah. Totally. All right. So Kathy gives it a five. I give it a six. And please tell us what you would give it. You can always uh, give us your feedback and let us know and your thoughts on not only this song, but any song we cover here at Truth Pop. But until next time, kick out. You're on social? Cool. So are we. Connect with Truth Pop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is Truth Pop.